My God. I remember you. Were you? Hey, did I see you last week? No? Oh, you're a new person in my life. I don't know what to say. Now, hold on a minute. You're here for a beer. That's not the thing you would like to hear, is it? You don't want to hear the man at the pub saying, Who are you? What are you here for? Well, I know what you're here for. And that is to... Well, let me get this for you. Uh, would you like one of these? Did, should I describe it to you? Well, let me back up a little bit. This is the Jefferson Avenue way station. And I'm the guy behind the, behind the board. Behind the nozzle, behind the, the pump. And I'm here to give you what you need. And that's uh, that right there. See, in that nozzle. In that nozzle, in, that, in this bowling pin-like um, dispenser, is a liquid, I, I would say like unto, um, like unto the lifeblood of a human being. It's, uh, all it does is, is it carry oxygen to the parts of the body that crave it. Now, that's not true. The active ingredient in this is actually methyl, oh, 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 oh no, no, not methyl alcohol, ethyl alcohol. Ethanol, yes, it is ethanol. Pure fuel grade ethanol, 10% alcohol by volume. Mac Adams, beer, imperial, stout, aged. Well, it says 500 years, but just between you and me, beer cannot last more than uh, five years in the, in, in the bottle. And perhaps not even, not even that long, I don't think. Um, matter of fact, I had a beer open for an hour one time, and I went to drink it, and I, you know what, I... It wasn't as good as if it were fresh out of the fridge. Though I don't think any significant chemical action took place inside of it. Now, do you want a beer? A lot of people come in here and they seem like they would like a drink, but it's always a, a Mai Tai or, a, or you know, a sex beach or something like that. I, I don't. I, they, sometimes people just need water or, or to use the bathroom. They say it's uh, it's four o'clock. What sort of custom are you awaiting? And I say I am expecting the custom of human kindness in the form of ten dollars per ten ounces. A dollar per ounce is a sign that I should put right here uh, next to some. Let's say uh, that's a Reuben painting of um, Jupiter eating his son uh, because he was afraid that um, he would overthrow him. Oh, and who's to say that his son would not overthrow him? The sad thing is this son was never old enough to have a name. No, he died by being consumed by his father before... Well, hold on now. Did I say Jupiter? My Saturn. I'm sorry. Saturn or... In his original name, Cronus. What was that his original name? Listen, you don't come here for mythology. You come here to see 
a, a grown man eating a baby whole or bit by bit. You see, most people don't know about the Reuben painting. That's not the that's not the exciting one. That's not the grim one. That's uh, what people think is the Francisco Goya one, where it looks like he's eating a human-shaped hot dog and uh, very excited about it. I think that was just an... I, I think that that wasn't, you know, a tragic painting. I think it was a awkwardly, you know, unfortunately timed photograph. The very grainy. I think that was just someone, you know, eating a whole cooked pig. And the lighting and perspective looked like a human being. But this one, this right here, the Reuben one, unmistakable. He's tearing at the flesh of that baby, and that baby is still alive. Why did he have to eat the baby? alive why why couldn't he uh why couldn't he just like a gentleman throw the baby or you, you it you don't have to try so hard to murder a baby you can you you could just drop them or shake them too hard or blow as hard as you can into their lungs until they expand and collapse this is no uh, let me tell you this is less of an endorsement of murder and more of a warning that murder can be so easy. Murder can be as easy as throwing a knife at your friend because you want them to catch the knife. But oh, it went just the wrong angle and it slid through their eyeball and out their brain. Fortunately, this never happened to me. But uh, you see, I grew up in uh, Delaware County, Pennsylvania. And uh, things like that would happen more often than you'd like them to happen, which is never, but I, there were two documented cases of exactly this occurrence, this type of accidental negligent homicide. And they will not, they will not forgive you if you're 15 years old and if your friend is five years old. No, they won't, they won't see it as childish folly. They will see it as full-fledged murder. You can't prove the, you know, the angle at which you threw that knife. If you were throwing it underhand, no one would think that you're murdering the child. They think you're just an, an idiot throwing a knife at all. You shouldn't throw a knife unless you are, unless you are an expert at it. Unless you are a shinobi with a kunai, you know, attacking a, attacking, um, uh, children that are fleeing a burning village. No one will blame you for that. You're just you're just following orders, right? Yeah, you're just um, you're just following orders that the shogun gave to you in a in a discreet way with a scroll through a through an open window. I'm, I speak from experience here because I am seven hundred years old. Matter of fact, I don't think I would have to be that old to. I've done something like that in my life. I would just have to be a little bit more Japanese than I currently am, which is zero percent. Now I am uh, nationality-wise, I I think um, well, I'm I'm five percent Mongolian. I've I've said some things about Mongolians in the past, but I shouldn't have because uh, their blood flows from my veins. I have. Um, I have the blood of conquerors and rapists and murderers in my 
throwing flowing through my uh, ventricles, pumping through my ventricles. And um, I don't think it influences my behavior at all. No, I, I, uh, if I if I have killed anybody, it was tangentially, tangentially uh, through the. Now, what is that? Uh, what is that term? I was enabling their alcoholic problems. Yes. I was allowing for their cells to be deconstructed bit by bit. And I, I, I didn't delight in it, but I saw their happy faces when I put the glass down, uh, like this here. Uh, let me, uh, there we are. Ooh, now look at that. You see that tiny mark in this glass? I ordered these glasses, uh, with the J-A-W right there, jaw. Uh, we call this the jaw over here. That's um, that's the acronym for our uh, Jefferson Avenue Way Station, right there. And there's a mark right there that shows where the meniscus of the fluid should lie. Now, you can drink that now at any table and in any part of this uh, pub, or you can wait a little bit. Um, as I always explain, there is um, there are literature just skewed about, skewed about, uh, this, um, this, uh, place. And I, I, they're all tabletop books. None of them are, um, I did one time, uh, have the collected plays of Samuel Beckett, but someone stole that. Teenagers nowadays, they, they love tragic, um, depressing Irish playwrights from the earlier century. I didn't as much. I thought it was a bad idea. And you know what? They can have it. They can destroy themselves. They can do the end game and wait for Godot all they want. They can, they can, you know, Molly Malone all day long. And I won't, I won't mind. I won't mind. I'm, I'm 37 years old. See, I remembered this time. I remembered how old I was. You see, I'm a different age every day because I'm a different man every day. Today, I'm, I'm Daniel McAdam. Yesterday, I was Jojo McAdam. The day before that, J-Jam McAdam. All down the line. And that was a, and that is the, that is the progression of my line. That is my ancestry. Because every day is a little life. I'm going to die tonight. Tonight I'll die, and I'm, and I'm going to face that annihilation, um, because I'll be tired at that point. I'll face it head on, but I will be so sleepy that I won't mind, or I will mind. I won't be able to stop thinking. They say falling asleep because you're falling off a cliff to your death, in a way. Because when you hit the point of unconsciousness. It's like your head is hitting a sharp rock and your brain is fracturing along with all the bones in your body. You see, the point in which people think of it more as your brain splashing against a rock because your brain seems like a mushy thing. But for one thing, your brain isn't all that soft. It's a, you know, it's a 
sort of a hard fatty tissue. Um, but in that very small second, it, your brain acts like a non-Newtonian uh, matter and becomes very hard and cracks like marble. And that marble is, that is your the end state of your life. That is your end game. That is your last moment of consciousness. And then you wake up the next day and think, is this the way I'm waking up now? Was that, was that my end game? Was that my last moment? Or was I never dead? Was I never asleep? Do I just not remember the last 12 hours? That's, yeah, well, I, I slept 12 hours last night. I need to get a, a nice round 12 hours. My doctor told me that most people should be asleep half of their life. And it's not a waste because that is your mirror life, you being unconscious. You're not really dead. You've dipped into the puddle's reflection and you are your evil hide self. You are you're the man in the mirror. Or am I the man in the mirror now? Oh, makes you think, doesn't it? Well, no, it doesn't really. No, doesn't make me think at all. For anything to make me think nowadays, I need to drink orange juice in the morning. I need to have a muffin. I wish we sold. If you know, I, I'm willing to bet that a cornbread muffin would go very well with that Mac Adams beer. And I should have a refrigerator full of them because. The bakery across the street, uh, uh, Stella Stella Gantry. Um, I know her personally. I went to high school with her. Oh my God! And we had um, well, I don't want to get too descriptive, but we had a very passionate sexual relationship with each other. And um, in retrospect, she was a pretty ordinary-looking person, but at the time. I was convinced that she was very beautiful. Very convinced. Why? Because I was impetuous and roughshod and I was willing to do virtually anything. And at the same time, I was, had a lot of hang-ups. I had a lot of fears. One of the hang-ups was that maybe I was, uh, I was deluded in my uh, thinking about this girl. Maybe she wasn't as beautiful as I thought, and I was being robbed of some precious moment, some some ideal. And um, I was lucky enough to think that it wasn't her fault, it wasn't my fault. Well, maybe it was my fault a little bit, but it wasn't anybody's fault. We were just two ordinary people, and there was no loss in what we did. There was not really a whole lot of gain. Maybe there were some things to be learned, but there was no loss. It was it was wonderful at the time, and I do have wonderful memories about it. But there are some men out there. You can hear them right now. They're putting their saws to their wood. They're grinding their their axes, and they are convinced that women are against them. Now, it is true that every man on earth and every woman on earth are politically polar-like polar, polar -like, uh, aligned against each other. 
every war, every horrifying tension can be traced back to the man versus woman uh, acrimony. Matter of fact, I think um, that's what the Cold War was. Uh, one of uh, one of the blocks, um, whether it be the West or the East, was entirely women, and the other one was entirely male. And it was just in sort of a elliptical fashion. It was just sort of a uh, symbolic way. One of them represented a female thing, or maybe it was just themselves. It all depends on how misogynistic you are, um, and how and how. Um, well, what's the other word? You see, they didn't really come up with another word until recently because uh, hatred of men doesn't tend to cause a lot of problems. Reason being is because we uh, men have shorn up themselves quite a bit to prevent the, uh, well, they see it as the apocalyptic scenario of women having a little bit more power for themselves. But that's, that's terrifying to us. We don't, we don't know what that's like. We, if that was the case, I mean, I mean it'd, be, it'd be nice, but we don't know. I mean, you, but you could be relatively sure that nothing bad would happen. Now, I'm coming very close to saying something horrible, and I don't know what it's going to be. So I will just look at you for a little bit, like my parents did. My parents used to look at me while I was eating food, and they said that they would, uh, they would take pleasure in that. They would take pleasure in watching me eat, and I was very uncomfortable about this. It was one of my first forays, one of my first... Um, tastes of understanding why it is so wrong to be a voyeur. Why it is so wrong to stare at somebody without their leave. And yet it didn't stop me at a young age. I would gaze on with all the impetuousness and cruelty and evil of a teenage person. A teenage male, specifically. And I didn't learn until an older age how wrong this was, how much of a violation, how helpless it makes a person, no matter who you are. And I think that someday that will be the new type of warfare, is we will just watch. We will just watch them and scrutinize every, every behavior. And that someday that, that, will be, that will be the primary war of attrition, is scrutiny. As I will do, and you will, uh, and I will look at you now as you drink. And many customers, until now, have attempted to leave without paying, but you will not. You will pay for your drink because this is a service. Ten dollars, please, right now, if you don't mind. Ah, thank you. Yes, I, was I being aggressive right there? I, I'm, I apologize. Sometimes aggressive behavior is, uh, it's a natural part of my soul. It's my, 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 my being is a naturally aggressive thing because it is not aware of other 
parts of consciousness. I can see you, I can see a, a vessel that might contain a soul, but I don't see your soul. Maybe because I'm not looking at your eyes. I, I'm afraid to look at people's eyes because I might see their soul. A soul is a terrifying thing. Now, if you've if you have ever played a video game before, if you've ever played that one where you're a knight and you um, suck out people's spirits after you kill them, I, the name of it escapes me. Um, you know that a soul resembles a, a black void surrounded by a harsh white rim light. And that is true. That is uh, what the artists call a drawing from life. Because everyone's seen it. We've all looked down the pit. First time I've ever looked at someone's eyes was uh, Stella Gantry. I looked at her eyes from across the... Uh, the biology lab at our high school as she was uh, mixing that nitrate and I thought maybe someday and I didn't I didn't complete that thought because as I thought it it seemed ominous to me I was really in, in truth I was thinking something somewhat wholesome somewhat innocent to uh, to someone who could have perceived my thought they would have thought that is a normal thought for a child there's, there's nothing aggressive. There's nothing mean about it. But I, it felt aggressive. It felt mean. And that's why I fled from her as a being. I fled from myself. Now, that's why I don't look into your eyes. Because if I look into your eyes, we might be helpless in our passion. We might suddenly start making love. And it wouldn't matter who we are, who you are, who I am. We might just engage in a, in a coitus act. Doesn't matter what our surrounding is. Where's the bed? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The earth is our bed. Because we'll die in it someday. We'll die in it tonight. And we will wake up in it. Do you want another one? Do you want another one of those glasses? Oh, let me get that for you. Would you like me to pour into the same glass, or would you like a clean glass? You see, every time I've been to a pub, sometimes they give me, well, I shouldn't have said every time, because I was given an either-or scenario here. Sometimes they give me a clean glass that they put next to my empty, besmirched, uh, beer-rimmed glass, but sometimes they take my, my, uh, filthy sticky glass and they refill it which i find more personal because they've put my hands on a surface that was near my mucosa that was latched onto by my lips and they've they have given their trust to me and i i find that to be an assurance that i've been polite to that person so I'm guessing you want me to get yeah, here. Let me get underneath this bar. Ah, excuse me. All right. Oh, I haven't done that in seven hours. I haven't been on the side of the bar in seven hours. Uh, let me take that from you. All right. Okay. Now I have to get back 
into the bar. Ow. You know, I should have a door. I should, or I should be able to lift this uh, so I could get underneath. There we are. Oh, now I, you know, I didn't realize I was going to have to make this trip twice. Um, so would you mind, uh, you know what? I should never ask a customer that here. Let me, uh, I was going to carry this uh, glass underneath the bar, which would have been risky. Let me just put that glass right there. It... Ooh, that was a little smoother this time. If I do that again, I might tear a ligament. Now, there you go. Enjoy. Um, $20, please? Um, or you know what? I'll just, uh, why don't you, when you're done, just, uh, wait, did I say $20? Like, I'm overcharging people now. I'm sorry, $10. And a tip it would, would be appreciated because, you see, um, I am part of the service industry, and people in the service industry demand tips because this world is hard. Now I have to, I have to get back to my station. Otherwise, I'll feel disconnected. I, that is my charging station, if you don't mind. So let me just... Uh, Okay, let me just get out of the... Oh. Oh. Okay. That hasn't happened in a while. Oh. Oh my god. How did that happen? Oh. Shoot. Oh, is it bad? Does that look bad? Oh, that is split right open, isn't it? Ow. Ow, ow, ow. I hope this doesn't put you off your appetite. Oh, that is right. That is right from the tip of the finger to my palm, isn't it? Oh, my. Oh, it's dripping. It's dripping a lot. Oh, do you have a Kleenex or a handkerchief? <laughs> oh. Oh, I didn't think that would hurt so much. Ooh, ow. Ouchie. Oh my, yeah, let me just hold on to this. And I'll just try to, I'll, I'll, if I hold it like this, maybe the bleeding will stop after a while. Ooh, mm, I should have a sink on this side of the, of the pub, but unfortunately I'd, I'd have to get up and underneath that, uh, that, um, counter again. And then uh, you know, go around the back and use a sink that's in the alleyway, which um, probably wouldn't be sanitary. You know what I could do? Oof, I, I don't know if I want to do that, though. Um, I could pour some of this Mac Adams beer on this, given that it is a high alcohol content that might kill some of the bacteria that could have made its residence in this wound on my finger here. Uh, well, here goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that smarts. Uh, now, you know what? I hope uh, that the sugar in that beer doesn't cause another problem. Now my finger is covered in both blood and uh, a thin, uh, uh, you know, film of beer. And uh, I, you know, that... I, I think this might be the most embarrassed I was 
since that aforementioned uh, biology lab in high school. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, it would be, you know, be just the icing on the cake if uh, Sarah, I almost say Sarah Gantry. My God, I almost forgot her name in my pain. But uh, Stella Gantry came through the store expecting a beer. And she saw the blood smeared on the, on the tap. She saw um, these glasses that fell down. I, you know, I still, I still don't know what cut my finger. I'm looking down there. I don't see a jagged piece of metal or anything or, or broken glass or some plywood. I, my hand slid against the edge of the uh, board and it just, uh, I came, came back just with a big old gash. How do you think that happened? You know what? I, I, um, you don't have to, you don't have to, that's the, that, uh, that glass is on me. You know, that one is, cause this is not, I, I like to think that this, there's an ideal experience in, um, the Jefferson Avenue way station. There is an, an atmosphere of serenity. And when the, uh, when the pub man falls down and cuts his whole hand open for seemingly no reason, um, that might be a detriment to the atmosphere I'm trying to cultivate. Um, actually, another reason that I'm not going to charge you for that is because I, I cannot allow you to drink anymore because this is a public health hazard. Um, I mean, maybe just quickly down that real quick before um, the health inspector walks by. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Um, for one, because I'm going to need to uh, lock this place up and uh, cower in the corner in fear for my mortal, fragile body and my, my eventual death through whatever way it may happen. And also because I'm going to need to um, maybe change the health rating at this place. This is a this is a bad ending, my friend. Or is it? Eventually, my finger will get better. Eventually, uh, if I go to the doctor, if I put actual, you know, actual disinfectant on this, uh, it won't it won't shake out so bad. And maybe you'll come back someday. And maybe I won't grievously injure myself. And no one will, in fact. No one will the whole entire day. Well, um, I'm sorry this had to end this way. But though it was a bad ending, it was a lovely time I had with you. We, we almost had sex. Do you remember that? Very close to it. I came very close to you that one moment to hand you that glass. First time I've done that. Oh my gosh, a, a few weeks. This is this was an adventure. Thank you, my friend. Here, let me uh, let me give you. A, oh no, maybe not. They don't want blood on the back of your neck. Well, uh, have a good one. Ta ta ta. And I'll I'll speak to you next week. This is Jefferson Avenue Way Station. Goodbye.